iClass is the NCAA Men's Ice Hockey Regionals. Welcome to Fandom 101. Want to help your squad rule the rink? Here's your assignment. Lesson one, get loud for every goal. Two, work in groups. And three, attendance is encouraged, but passion is mandatory. The NCAA Men's Ice Hockey Bridgeport Regional, March 24th and 26th at Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Buy your tickets today at NCAA.com slash MFrozen4. Class dismissed. Welcome back to RinkWise, everyone. We are New England's premier hockey podcast produced by the New England Hockey Journal. I'm your host, Stephanie Wood. Really excited to have joining us in studio today, good pal of mine, former Boston Bruin, Ken Hodge Jr. Ken, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Stephanie, for having me. Well, we're excited. And of course, this is one of the best hockey podcasts there is. And there's so many things that we can talk about. But looking specifically today today to discuss the tryout process on the U side, which we're in full swing right now this week. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, we had tryouts in September for October seasons to start. And after the summer. Yeah, after the summer, right? And so I, I, when, I, when my, my son went through the process of tryouts in February, I'm like, what? Tryouts in February? For what? And I thought, for baseball. Okay, so let's go, all right? But no, it was for hockey. And it, it's so, changed so much, so dramatically. Everybody who owns a rink wants to have those guys signed get some money in the bank, and start getting prepared for the next season. And I understand that for a, a rink standpoint, but I just kind of wish we'd go back to the old tryouts in September for your October season, but unfortunately we'll never get back there, I don't think. Yeah, you, you might be right about that. It's It has changed a lot, and it's, I think, to be determined if it's it good, bad... Is it maybe the same? Who knows? Well, I just wonder, like, what happens to a kid if he matures over the summertime? Okay, now I'm on the A team. Well, why can't I get on the AAA team if I'm if I grow and mature and become a better hockey player, or I go to a camp in the summertime when I when other other people aren't, or something happens, God forbid, that a kid does, moves out of town or, or or gets hurt during the summertime. There's really no place for that kid to to, to pr- progress, and that's kind of where I miss that that tryout in September type of philosophy, but. Hey, we could be here all day talking about. <laughs> we, we sure could, and Ken, I I think that's a great point because I think if if things were to change back to the old way, quote, it almost really needs to come. I think from either Mass Hockey or USA Hockey implementing some rules. Right. So, for example, as I said, I'm going through our trial process right now, and I'm with you, sort of more on that mm-hmm. older school mindset of because I just think kids change so much as well in their off seasons, especially at the younger levels. They're just changing so quickly, and they can really come back after the summer a different player. But it's it's I think in this in this industry you have to do it because you have to also keep up with your competitors. So I think it needs to come from a higher up. Yeah, and and unfortunately right now their tryouts are going earlier and earlier as well. Sometimes they're doing in February. Seasons aren't even over yet in February, and now you have playoffs and. Oh, I'm going to cut little Johnny, and now we, wait a minute. We got to go play in the playoffs and try to win the championship, right? <laughs> right How do right. you do that? I mean, that's the other thing that I don't understand, and that's kind of where the this whole thing has kind of gone awry a little bit. Where we should go back to focusing on the kids rather than focusing on, hey, I need that money or I need to, I need to have this team cut. And I have a friend of mine who's, who's running a 2010 team. He cut half of his team. They still get playoffs. They get the finals on uh, this weekend. How do you get those kids motivated to play in the finals? That's tough. Yeah, that's a, a, a good point. Another direction how things have gone because talk about managing your team and having to deal with that. That's that's really hard. And I think especially too for young kids when 
really the the joy of playing should be kind of one of the the number one focuses I think because it's just that's when it's really fun and and it's that's that's a tough dynamic I think to balance on a team yeah and you remember when you win a championship right I mean I remember a peewee championship when I played for Linfield Youth Hockey back in the day I won a peewee championship I still have the little trophy at home right now I go play my my team well I'm not playing for that team anymore oh okay we won eh, I don't really care about that trophy and that's the thing that's that I, I really think that's we've kind of lost focus on is the kids and the kids having fun with their buddies and and, and their peers I guess you call them right and growing up and, and having that experience of winning a championship with my friends, with my buddies, well, I'm not playing for that team anymore, so I really don't care. And that's, that's that unfortunately, is, is, is something that we have to kind of figure out a way to get back to that. And I don't, I don't think it's going to happen in the near future because everyone has hockey ranks that want to put the money back in their pockets. So how, how are they going to change that? I have no idea. Especially here in Mass, there's just, it seems like there's so many rinks, and that number seems to also be growing. Mm-hmm. You know, the, every every... Everywhere you look, every around every corner, there seems to be a rink or a new rink popping up, and that's also a big, big investment. That takes a lot to fill that rink, and you have to essentially run hockey year round in order to pay those bills. Yeah, and and the the energy company doesn't say, well, your, your rink's closed in April. Well, we don't, you don't have to pay our bill that month, right? Too, so, too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's we too wish. bad, right? And that's yeah. and that's part of it, right? And as you said, every rinks, rinks are popping up a lot now. Back when the seventies, when my dad played as well, they they were, they were popping up. The, the the I can't remember the. The, the DMC or not DMC that's not where I'm looking for but they they brought all these rinks in the FMC F, yeah the FMC yeah. group who now owns all those rinks they all came in DCR is what I'm looking was the word I'm looking for back in the day they built all the rinks because of the 70s the Stanley Cup now the Bruins are getting back to being popular again getting the, the, the having a good season in 2011 winning the cup and now everybody's now going oh I gotta build a rink now because everybody wants to play hockey again and how do I how do I keep that rink afloat well I need to do it through the kids unfortunately Right. I, I'm sure if we also had Ken Hodge Sr. in here, he'd have a lot to say about it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a, a lifeline. We'll have to call him in and get his two cents. No, I think he, he again, the way that he grew up as well is that you, you, did, you try out in, in September, you started your season in October, and you played right till April. Yeah. And then you went on to play baseball, or you did something different, or lacrosse. In his day, they played box lacrosse up in Canada, and uh, you just got away from hockey. And that's another thing that we can talk about is how that hockey now goes 12 months a year rather than just eight oh, months yeah. a year, which is sure does drives me absolutely insane because I don't understand how people can't just get away from it for a little bit and let kids become kids, swim in a pool, play baseball, play lacrosse. Well, again, here we are back to the ranks needing to do tournaments in the summertime to keep their doors open. Yeah, and it's the I think the game has changed a lot too and by that I mean you probably notice it when you see some of these young guys coming up now like how good it is mm-hmm. and and that's a great thing like it's change athletes have changed like a say a 14 or 15 year old athlete elite level hockey player looks maybe different from 20 years ago what that mm-hmm. 14 or 15 year old looked like and it's great because I think on two sides I think there's a lot more options for people and there are Great training opportunities like Hodge Skills, for example, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which we'll talk about in a second. But I think there there certainly needs to be a, a balance, right? I think that's maybe a key word here. It, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. And what I try to f- tell kids is to get away from. I don't do things in the spring. I want kids to go play baseball, go play lacrosse, go do some other things. Get away from the rink for a little bit, because now when I get away from the rink for those three months or two months, whatever it's going to be. 
I'm now energized to want to go back. Right? I'm not forced to go back. I want to go back and skate. Like I do two days a week things, Monday and Wednesday. Come Monday and Wednesday and get away from the rink. Go away with your family on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Be with your family. Other people don't do it that way, but that's how I like to do it. And I think that it's, again, it brings people back to the rink on Monday, energized and wanting to prepare themselves for that week. And, and that's kind of how I look at it. And I know that's kind of a, not it kind of frowned upon a little bit because people like want want the money and want people in there all the time, but that's kind of how I like it. I want to see kids get away from the rink a little bit. That that is not a lot of kids that skate twelve months a year that that go on to high school, college, and professional. Well, here's here's a good question for you. So, a twelve year old, if they're skating twelve months of the year, does an NHL guy skate twelve months nope. of the year? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, and I mean, you Kim Branville and Kim does, Kim does a lot of stuff with the Bruins and now with BU and, and Kim brought some of the Bruins and I think it was Bergeron and, and Marshawn and they came in in August for their September training camp. Oh, oh, what? And the season ended when? So they were gone for a couple of weeks, a couple of months and got away from the game and then came back to get themselves ready to go for training camp, which started in September. So even guys at that level essentially shut it down. Yep. Take a break, a recharge, and so to me, it kind of makes sense if if the players playing at the highest level, if you will, aren't skating twelve months of the year, then how do we justify a youth player yeah, that that's needs a to skate twelve months? Great of the question, year? and you try to tell. I mean, you do, you deal with it with the, with the high school kids as well, and, and all the things you do with the with the Islander girls. Tell a parent that. Yeah, oh, no, nah, Johnny wants to be at the rink. No, no, Johnny doesn't want to be at the rink. You want Johnny to be at the rink. And right. I, I have a friend of mine, his son's starting a tournament in April. And the season ends this weekend. Like, why? What are you doing? And why are we doing this? I, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. And we'll never find that answer out. But you would think that someone who kind of, you played at a good level, I played at a good level, they would listen to us and say, oh, maybe he knows what he's talking about. Or maybe she knows what she's talking about. No, nah, they don't. Yeah, it's, it's tough because, as, as you said, things have just changed so much. And change can be good or it can be not good. It's, it's just that I think we're certainly navigating through a different time than we were 20 years ago. And I think it's, it's great for, for shows like this and people like you. We can certainly help educate and give advice. And I think our, our best bet is that people make their own decisions. And, and I think that's also great advice for families that you have to really do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily follow what everybody on your your team is doing. Yeah, and and the, the philosophy that I use with my family now is our, our four walls. All right, so I'm worried about our four walls. I'm not worried about everybody else outside the four walls. I worry about the four four people in our house and our four walls. And that's how I think everyone has to look at it. I worry about what my son is doing or my daughter is doing, and then let's. Who cares what happens sure, outside? Right. So that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, no, that's great. And and as we're kind of talking about this, let's uh, we 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 jumped right into the tryout stuff. But let's <laughs> obviously you played for the Boston Bruins, not a bad team. Yep. You must be so happy to see how well they're doing right now this season. They're doing great, and it's fun to watch. If you, you, let's go back to September, everyone was like, "Oh, it's going to be a tough year. They're going to just struggle to stay alive, stay afloat." They got off to such a good start. Those guys all came back. They got good goaltending, which is which is really, really important, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And I, I really like Jim Montgomery. I think he's going to do a, a, a terrific job with them in the playoffs and beyond, see how far they get to go. I mean, it, it, you just never know. Knock on wood, they don't have too many injuries in the that's playoffs because right. yeah. yeah. it's such a grind. Oh, yeah, it sure is, yeah. right? And talk about the break that's really so necessary at yeah. the end of that season. Oh, four rounds of playoffs, and it's every other night, and it's a grind because – 
you play the same team seven times, if, you know, if in a seven game series, let's say for the sake of argument, you play them, and they start to know your tendencies by game two, and it starts to become a battle in game three, and then it gets to be a war in game four because everyone's going for the same goal. So, yeah, yeah, and so the Boston Bruins, and so just maybe just a, a little bit of your years prior to that with college, and maybe a little bit on the youth side. Yeah, so I, I grew up in Linfield. My dad lived in Linfield when he was playing, so I played for Linfield Youth Hockey. Went to St. John's Prep for four years and, and played with Bobby Carpenter. I was fortunate with Bobby's senior year, and I played with Bobby. I got to learn a lot from Bobby as a freshman. You sit back and you watch the dedication that he had and how tough he was every night and how you got to a point where you felt bad for the guy because <laughs> guys were taking runs at him and he, he just took it and took it and he and he, and he gave it back to yeah, people yeah, nice. and so I learned from that how to, how to kind of react to certain situations I got to BC I, I played with some great guys at BC at Boston College with Craig Janney and Kevin Stevens and Brian Leach and we had such great teams back then and it was such a, a fun time to play hockey in, in, at, at BC with those guys and watch those guys. And what I, what I did was a lot for finally, when I look back at it now, is I sat and listened to a lot of things. I, I was fortunate when my dad played that I was able to listen to Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito nice. give me some kind of tips. Not a lot of kids have that, right? So oh, yeah. yeah. face-offs, like, you know, how to, hold, how to hold your hand. And Bobby, like, hey, look, when you're going to shoot, look at a corner. Is that normally that's where you're going to end up shooting the puck? So yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, hey, it's pretty good. So yeah. I did use that as I got older. And But I, I, one of the things I, I, I really did a lot of is listening and learning from a lot of people. And I got very fortunate to play with a lot of great people. It, it allowed me to go on and, and, and become a hockey player in the, in the NHL. Took me a couple of years to to the minor leagues, but that's okay. It's a it's it's a grind, and that's exactly what happens. And I got to play the Minnesota North Stars back in the day, and then I got to play Boston and, and Tampa as well. So it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, quite yeah. quite the hockey history yeah. there yeah. and career path. And yeah. uh, what I was I was just listening to you right now, and what I find kind of interesting and maybe a bit intriguing is you had a pretty consistent hockey year. So by that meaning, you played Linfield Youth. Yeah. So you kind of stayed there. Yep. And then you did four years, St. John's Prep. Yep. Uh, what I find that interesting and why I keep going back to that is, it, to me, I think that's a little bit more rare to hear that yeah. these days. So it, it just seems that, yes, there's a lot more options for people, but you don't see people just sticking with one or two things these days. Yeah, and that's something that I, I kind of, I'm, I'm disappointed to see that happen because, again, I go back to my youth, my, my skill stuff. Guys come in and say, oh, I'm playing for the uh, the Warriors this year. Oh, I'm playing for the Spartans this year. Oh, I'm, and they bounce around from team to team. And how does a kid get to be friends with Or how does parents get to be friendly with anybody? You don't. When uh, I had consistency. My son played for Bob Sweeney at the, with the Warriors. We had the same team for four years, five years, I think it was. It'll be five years. We had the same exact team. We got. To, we're all friends. Yeah. The dads called me on right before Christmas and said, "Let's go. Let's go out," and, and ten of us showed up. So you don't have that when you bounce around. It's one of the best parts of sports, yeah. really, and yeah. especially at the youth levels. Again, getting back to kind of the fun part. I mean, there's it gets to a point in time in your hockey career where you really need to focus and make a living out right. of it, like like you right. have and, and and what have you. But it's it's I I agree. You don't you don't get to have that consistency with the same group of friends and families, and it's it's become a little bit more the norm. Which it's is, almost a job. Right? I mean, as a kid, it's almost a job. Right. But where, where do I go? Where am I going this week? Where am I playing this week? Who am I playing with? What am I doing? Why do I have to be at the rink at one hour before or whatever? Put people I don't even know. And it's, 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 
it needs to be fun. I think you made the, that was a great word. Fun is the right word, and and that's kind of what we try to do with Bob. So we, when I was with Bob with, with the Warriors, try to make it fun. New England Hockey Journal's Rinkwise Podcast will return after this message. Do you want to skate fast? For 50 years, Laura Stam instructors have taught youth players to pros how to skate correctly, powerfully, and fast. Players who attend Laura Stam power skating programs learn how to skate fast by learning how to execute every maneuver in hockey. They become powerful, stable, efficient, and explosively fast skaters. If you can't wait for a clinic, join our subscription skills video service and we'll show you the skills taught at our clinics in an easy-to-use video format with training plans to guide your training. Register or subscribe now at laurastam.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-S-T-A-M-M.com. You can learn to skate fast. Do you want to become a better hockey player this summer with Paul Vincent Hockey? Since 1972, Paul Vincent, currently the head skills instructor of the Florida Panthers, has been developing NHL and college hockey players. Paul Vincent stands by his saying, there is always room for player development. Players such as Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Keith Yandel, Matt Grizzlick, Patrick Sharp, Adam Oates, and many more have trained with Coach Vincent and his staff and have outstanding results. Join Paul Vincent this summer at one of his four Massachusetts locations, Canton, Saugus, Middleton, and Falmouth on Cape Cod. To reserve your spot today, go to pvhockey.com or call 978-807-4070. That's pvhockey.com or call 978-807-4070. Paul Vincent is ready to get back to work this summer. Are you? All right, class, it's the NCAA Men's Ice Hockey Regionals. Welcome to Fandom 101. Want to help your squad rule the rink? Here's your assignment. Lesson one, get loud for every goal. Two, work in groups. And three, attendance is encouraged, but passion is mandatory. The NCAA Men's Ice Hockey Manchester Regional, March 23rd and 25th at SNHU Arena in Manchester, New Hampshire. Buy your tickets today at NCAA.com slash MFrozen4. Class dismissed. There are more options these days for kids. And, mm-hmm. and that's, it's, it's a good thing, I think, because it is, it's important that you do find the right fit in a program because I think there's lots to offer with different programs and coaches. So that's a good thing. So let's just say, for example, a young athlete is in a situation that just isn't working for him or her. Yep. Not the right yep. environment. So it's a good thing that there are options. However, <laughs> is it being overused? Yeah too much is there too much jumping around and i and i get it i mean if, if if your team's if you if you don't see yourself progressing up the ladder or getting better as a player or getting better with under that coach or whatever or this player i understand moving on to something else not to say uh, I, I every year i'm going to bounce around because you, that's that's chasing something right? right and i don't i don't i don't like that i think you got to stick with a little bit of continuity with the coaching staff or with and figure out what what I'm doing wrong, right? It's not always the coach's fault, right? It's, it's always it's maybe what maybe what you're doing wrong. Sure, sure, yeah, <laughs> and and I think that's a great segue because so you're you're in a position now, so you still staying heavily involved in the game, Hodge skills, mm-hmm. and so you're you're surrounded by a lot of athletes from all different programs. Yeah, and so I think it's a great platform to be able to help families. So if they're navigating through this process, like what what are some things that they should value in a program and that are maybe good for them? So, for example, like if they're in a place where they're getting better, 
they they like their coach, they like their teammates, and they're having fun. Just my opinion, like I don't think it makes sense to necessarily leave that. I 100% agree with that. And people say the same thing to ask me the question. I, I just from 2015 said, say, oh, oh, we maybe we we'll go play for this other team. Well, are you enjoying yourself? Yes. Is your son having fun? Yes. Are you having fun? Yes. Why are we leaving? Right. I don't understand. Again, I don't, I don't get that. And I, and uh, what are some reasons? Do people give you reasons ever? They don't. And they because and you're more like a listening board. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. I, I listen because I don't. I'm not the coach, right? So I can't say you're not playing the power play very well or whatever. But I, I'm more. I listen and I just I kind of give them my feedback on my, what I would what I would look for because that's kind of how I went through it, right? I, I went through it as a, a parent of my son and said, "Well, are you enjoying? You have good teammates. Yeah. You know, you playing? Yep." You having fun? Yep. What are we doing then? Let's right. go. And he had a chance to go play. My son had a chance to go play at, at prep school. He said, Dad, I don't, at St. John's Prep. He goes, Dad, I don't really want to go there. I want to go play at Newburyport High School, have four great years, have fun, and have and, and enjoy myself. Okay, let's do it. Yep. So. Yeah. And Ken, I think sometimes when speaking to families, what, what I find is interesting is is sometimes they – they do all this chasing, and sometimes if you ask them just a simple question, like, what, what is your end result? Like, what is it that you're chasing? And there's often a silence. So, <laughs> so I think that that's another, hopefully, a, a valuable point for, for families is mm-hmm. what, what are your goals with hockey? What is it that you are working towards and aspiring to do at some point? Are we chasing the high school, which I think everyone should? I, I tell everybody, go to high school. And go to the high school that's going to let you play three, four years and have a great four years of your life. Because when you get into high school or college, rather, now you're going to start thinking, oh, boy, I'm four years away from getting a job. Right? But high school, you're not, you're not four years away right. typically, right? So where am I going to go and have a great four years of high school? That's what I keep telling everybody. Have four years and have yourself progressing to that point where I can go play somewhere for high school. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a great, that's a great goal to have. And I think high school is some of the funnest years of yeah, playing absolutely. with your 100%. teammates. And because if you do go on, if you are fortunate enough to go on to college or even beyond that, it, it does change a yeah. lot. Not that it's not fun, but right. it's, it's more of a job and right. it's a lot, the stakes get higher, I guess we can say. Yeah. And it becomes a job, as you said, and because you think about it, if you get, if, let's say you're fortunate enough to get a scholarship, that's a seventy thousand dollars scholarship that now their school's paying you seventy thousand dollars basically to go to school become a job now. So now you have to be prepared to to skate when they want you to skate, to do what they want you to do, to go to school. It becomes a job and, and that's what I said. If that's four years of call of high school. I mean I, again I played at St. John's Prep, which was the best four years I think I've ever had playing hockey. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's how I looked at it. And I think everyone has to look at it that way. I'm sure you're still close friends with a lot of your teammates. And Yeah, I mean, I play with Bobby Carpenter, the alumni, and I see him a lot. And it's fun to see him and Mike Kelfer who played golf. He's a golf pro now down in Florida. So <laughs> I might need some lessons yeah, yeah, in the off no season. Kidding. I, I just started to take it up. I need some work, though, I yeah. think. <laughs> I think we all do. Yeah. It's one of those, it's frustrating, one of those sports that it just be, if you're a good athlete, it doesn't transfer to, to golf. It's very humbling. And you always get the par on the 18th hole and say, oh, all right, I can come back and do it again next week. And I, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But so looking at the tryouts again, so mm-hmm. the, I think we can also break it down a little bit to uh, like younger. So let's say like U8, U10 levels, mm-hmm. uh, the going up to peewees or bantams and then the high school age. Like I think, I think anyways, at the younger levels, it's so important to find a place or a program where 
or skills program where you're really hammering in like the sort of the fundamentals, like the power skating, proper mm-hmm. technique, and just the sort of like the, the blueprint that they can hopefully keep progressing and play in high school yep. or college or, or beyond. And I, I think that that is imperative at the younger levels. Yeah, I try to tell, tell the kids at my level, my, my skills, I should say, if you can master your outside edge, your, skate's gonna, your skating is going to improve so much. And they look at me, oh, what? I can skate? I can skate? Fine, coach. And I try to do some outside edge drills and I fall all over the place. All right, so let's, let's really concentrate on that. Now I go to my, my, my team. I need to learn how to, as a mic, say, I need to learn how to pass, how to stay on side, and how to whatever. I mean, I, you know, everyone says, no, no, well, we need to learn how to do a breakout. And a might. Really? <laughs> or a, the power play. A power play. Like, what? Yeah. A penalty kill. Like, what What are you talking about? It's just more the next line up, go and play. Right. Right? But I think they need to have those, those, those set progression. It has to be set. So that's, again... If you're st- if you're bouncing around, you're not going to get that progression from a different from the one team to the next. Right, right, and I, I think at the younger levels, again, like if you don't get that proper skating in mm-hmm. at that age, like it's I know I've seen athletes that they maybe come in as twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and trying to correct their skate stride at that age, yeah. it's not impossible, but it's very hard. Well, and they're in their habits, right? They're in their habits by then. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like at the might level, if you really should f- try to find a place that is really hammering in that proper skates ride. Yeah, and I, I was fortunate to work for Paul Vincent, and I'm very good friends with Kim Kim Branville and John McLean and those guys, and we all talk about we all talk about the, the, the proper techniques, and so I use that I use what they kind of a combination again listening and <laughs> getting a kind of combination of what they all say, and try to bring it into kind of where I would look would like to see it Paul was a big guy with two hands in your stick and keep your stick on the ice okay well we kind of got away from that now because everyone does the one-handed stick and running forward going moving moving your hands forward as you're as you're running basically should translate into hockey well kids can't they, they think that they look like a, an ape running down the ice right, right so right. so we, we try to try to keep them to kind of keeping their strides and the big thing I I like is and I talk about this all the time is my head up because if you keep your if your head down, you're not going to be playing very much because unfortunately you're going to have concussions and all that. So I try to see head up, head up, head up, head up. Right. So that's kind of what my my thing is: knees bent, head up, and shoulders back. So now I can see the whole rink. And that's kind of what I try to hammer in. That's great. Yeah. No, that's that's great advice. And I think so. If we're aging up a little bit, so like let's say the the peewee, the bantam, I think still hammering, and you never get away from the skills. Or hopefully you shouldn't. Yeah. But maybe also a good time to start to incorporate maybe a little position specific. Yeah, but it's hard for me as as a skills guy because I don't know like what you're teaching. If you're the coach, right? What what are you teaching during the, in the, during your season position position wise? It's so it's hard for me to kind of to to say. Well, I think you should be here when your coach says no. You should be over here, right? So I kind of I try to stay away from that. I try to do a lot more passing, a lot more moving and shooting at the older age, and a lot more flow type drills. Nice. You know, for the older guys, so they're getting their feet going and they're moving and they're constantly, you know, not standing around. You can you do the the first fifteen minutes is going to be like a repetition of of the skill stuff, the head up and the hands out and the long strides and all that, and then a lot more flow drills and get them kind of moving. So you do a lot of work with the puck yes. on their stick. Yeah, big big on yeah. that. Yeah, Andy Brickley once told me, "Why don't you teach the skills with a puck?" I'm like. Oh, what? I go like, he, just, he says, well, don't we use a puck in a game? Right, <laughs> said, right. Well, 
that's a good point. Yeah, it'd almost be like doing basketball yeah. and like just just running, not yeah. not doing anything with a ball in your hands. Yeah, so I've I've yeah. kind of started going back to now teaching with the with a puck. So they, but what you get is the little guys will fire the puck off the boards and thinking, oh, and guys are coming in the line behind them and the puck's flying all over the place. So you kind of try to limit the their puck touches a little bit more. Oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that age is always so challenging to to manage. You need like an army of coaches on yeah. the ice to. <laughs> Just keep their keep their attention sometimes, but they're funny. It's I feel like it's just the fu- the best age. To oh, work it's, with. I I love it. I love the, the we have I have I think it's like eight eight maybe two thousand fifteens, and I just love it because well, I, I did a thing a drill the other day with a little balloon right? with a puck and a balloon. Oh, nice. right? I think so, I saw a video of that. Yeah, yeah. so you hit the puck goes up awesome. in the air, and you try to stick handle and keep the puck in the air and stick handle and. They got constant. They got so concentrated on the balloon. They didn't want the balloon to hit the ice. They forgot about of the course. puck. Yeah, it's like chasing a butterfly. Yeah. They're chasing the balloon all over the ice. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that's good. It's good, good fun too, and to keep things light. And that's you can't do the same thing. You can't skate them in the ground because they just don't want to come back, right? So you got to do something that that makes them kind of say, "Hey, that was kind of fun." Nice. <laughs> and they nice. walk out of the rink, go, "Hey, coach, can I have that balloon?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have it, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny. I was actually in breakaway this morning. And I saw a couple balloons up on the ceiling. That must have been you guys. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. A lot of hot air, but it wasn't that. <laughs> so, a Hodge skill. So, let's talk about that a little bit more because it'll help us just have an understanding of kind of the all the families and ages and, and that sort of thing that you work with. So, mm-hmm. so how long have you been doing that? So, I went on my own uh, three years ago during COVID. Kind of went on my own into my own skills, and I do the the young guys. I want the young kids because, again, as we talked about before, that was the way I can I can kind of shape them skating forward, backward, crossovers, and getting their edge work. And so I really concentrate on my on the little guys. Now, not to say that I don't take some older guys because I do, and I and I do enjoy with them when they come on the ice. So I'm about 2016 to 2007 birth years. So that it's kind of a wide range, obviously. But I, I separate them when the older guys come; they're on their own side of the ice, and the other guys on on their side of the ice. And but I really enjoy. The 15 guys, they won the championship. The Islander guys, nice. they, they all yeah. came up with the trophy last night. Oh, that's awesome. And you know what? Yeah. It was the best. They, they had the smile on their face, and it was it was so much fun. And, and it's – it's I, I love it because I've, I've gotten a good – I call them the, the – I got four four consistent guys I've come, and I call them the three stooges. <laughs> and they go, Coach, what do you mean? Well, there's, there's four of us. Well, there, is, there was an extra an extra guy at the three stooges, so. <laughs> that's funny. They probably pulled out their phones to no. Google it. Yeah, yeah. They don't know. No, their parents did. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It must be, again, kind of refreshing for you because, like, you're on the development side. Yep. So, in a way, you don't have to necessarily get too involved with the tryout process yep. and, and what have you. So, so how important do you think skills training is now, too? Because, as we said just briefly, how much the game has improved and I think that's a big part of it. So how important is it now, you think? Well, I think it's really important because you only get 50 minutes of ice now. The rinks, Many of the rinks have gone to the 50-minute hour, right? So 50 minutes and 10 minutes to make the ice. The next group comes on, 50 minutes. To make, you know. Coaches don't have that much time to spend on skills. It goes by very fast. Yeah, and you, you're out there and you're trying to get passing down. Okay, let's do passing drill or let's do, let's do our, our, our defensive zone coverage and let's work on our penalty kill or our power play. And you only I know you have half ice, right? So there might be two teams on the ice with you. And so the, the skills part of it is lacking, I think, right, because right. Of, that, of that 50 minutes. And so that's kind of why I really stress that it's really important that you continue to work on your skating because – 
90% of the game is skating. Right. Uh, if you can't skate, you can't play, and that's unfortunate. It seems like the game's also gotten a lot faster. Absolutely. Too. In the yeah. last 10, yeah. 15 years specifically, even you go back to a college game. I mean, some of the alumni games are faster now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, we forgot to mention. Yeah, Ken and I had a chance to play against each other, actually, recently. A couple years ago, I think, right. now. Yeah, yep. an alumni game. Someone got two goals in that game. I get, uh, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had... Had a lot of we had to carry the load there. I think in that game, lots of fun. Yeah, fundraisers. Yes. So you yes. still stay active in the game. You get to stay involved. And yeah, I love it. It's it's one of my favorite times on the weekend is to go play a game and play in front of some people that are coming to looking to support a charity. We I love doing that. It's it's so thrilling and so it makes me it makes me whole. Right. I mean, it's it's just a fun atmosphere, and you want to really be there and want to generate money for for good causes and there's a lot of good causes out there and unfortunately there's a lot of people that don't that that can't raise the money and we were able, we're very fortunate to have that Bruins name that we can carry that on and raise some money for a lot of good people. It is wonderful to see that and it's also I'm sure wonderful to you to get back with a lot of your old friends and teammates <laughs> and have some good laughs. Ooh, and- yeah it's it's good until you make a mistake. <laughs> And we make a lot of them now as we're getting older, but it's it's fun. It's good. It's good to just, just be on that bench and just kind of hear the, the, hey, why did you pass the puck there? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Head up, whatever. It's just it, it's just so much fun to be back with those guys. Classic teasing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, exactly. Well, if I remember correctly, I think the the hockey minds were still pretty sharp in that game we played. The the, the minds aren't, but the legs are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, smarter now. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, that's, and I think that's a good, what we're talking about a little bit, because I think to, to play at your level and of course you don't have to go back and play now. You, mm-hmm. you want to, cause you love it. And that's, I think a great goal of, for, for youth players at some point that they have so much fun and they have so much love for the game that's been established that they want to go back when they they get older and their their careers finish and they they still want to keep up with the game. I, I mean, all all roads lead to hockey town, right? We, we, we all play. We're, that's, that's what we always they say. Sure do yeah. That's what we say in the locker room. All lead, all roads lead to hockey town, and what we mean by that is all you know, at some point we're all going to want to go back and play hockey in the men's league or, or women's league or over fifty league or over sixty league. They have on hockey town, and we all want to go back at some point and play. And when you go to high school, when you go to college, whatever you want to go back and play with your buddies. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, I feel like if you, if we don't get it right at the youth level, then that's just not going to be possible. Yeah. And again, the people that bounce around, it's, it's hard to, to make those relationships and you want to stay consistent with consistency with a team, with the coach and with the coaching staff. And, and, and I, I really stress that. I mean, I think it's really important. New England hockey journals, Rinkwise podcast will return after this message. All right, class, it's the NCAA Men's Frozen Four. Welcome to Fandom 101. Want to help your team rule the rink? Here's your assignment. Lesson one, go big for every goal. Two, when you bring it, bring enough for the whole class. And three, attendance is encouraged, but passion is mandatory. The NCAA Men's Frozen Four, April 6th and 8th at Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida. Buy your tickets today at NCAA.com slash MFrozen4. Class dismissed. Are you serious about playing your sport in college? Do you need a flexible education that allows you to maintain your practice and competition schedules while also preparing you to succeed at the next level? You should check out the University of Nebraska High School. 
UNHS is accredited and offers more than 100 online courses, including NCAA-approved courses to protect your academic eligibility. Students could earn a UNHS diploma or take a single course for transfer credit. Courses are college prep, self-paced, and available 24-7, 365. Enroll anytime and take up to a year to complete a course. Visit highschool.nebraska.edu today. Looking for a hockey camp this summer? Townsend Hockey is offering skating and skills programs, including hockey IQ, scoring, speed, and checking skills for players serious about taking their game to the next level. Townsend Hockey is owned and operated by Graham Townsend, who played and coached at every level, including the NHL. Players of all ages can choose from programs in Maine and Massachusetts in July and August. Please visit TownsendHockey.com for more information. That's T-O-W-N-S-H-E-N-D Hockey.com. If we can almost in a way sort of summarize or in a nutshell version to our audience, what what we think are valuable and, and helpful things to look for. So, of course, the coaching mm-hmm. and talking about skills and how important they are. A program that has perhaps a good offering in that regards and that values that kind of training. But in your opinion too, like with, with the coaching, how, how important do you think that piece is on the overall picture? Well, I think it makes or breaks a, t- a player or a team, right? If, if you don't have the right coach or, or right, a lot of people just don't want to be there anymore and they all leave and it could, could hurt an organization as well. What the, the thing I would say for, to a parent is your son having fun? Is your son progressing? Are you guys enjoying the, the families that you're, you're with? And are you enjoying the organization? Are they, are they doing what, you, what they said they were going to do for you? And if, that, if you answer yes to all four of those questions, why leave? Right. right. Just stay where you are. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy another year. If you can answer that question in the following season, keep staying. Right, right. Yeah, I think it's great advice. It's, as I said, we're, we're going through it right now yeah. this week. And mind you, I, I wish we could do the tryouts in September yeah. after the summer, after the kids take a little break and after they work and come back. But it is what it is here. But, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to me because I just think that some families, like I, I don't know, I guess I just have a different take. Like I'm like you, like I played for one program my entire life growing up. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't make a certain team, my parents weren't like, we're not, we're not going anywhere else. Like you need to work harder and you'll try it again next year. But but like, I just find some families, it's just, they just really get so stressed out with the process. And I feel for them because I just, I just don't think that it should be like that. It doesn't have to be like that. Well, adversity is not a bad thing, right? Sometimes if you have a little adversity in life, like my son got cut his second year of, of the Warriors, I'm like, okay, well, we'll go play for the, the lower team. Now, guess what? He wants to work harder to get back on the, the top team, which he did. And, and all, his, all credit to him was all, he did all the work. I didn't do all the work. And he got back on the top team. But it, it happens. And, that, and that's a good life lesson. And that's something he'll never forget. Right, okay, I, I got to work hard. If I don't work hard today, I could be cut or I, I could lose my job or I could do this. And that was a life lesson that I think people, you have to go through it at some point. For sure. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of improving and growing. And would you say that throughout your career, adversity was, was definitely part of it and a big motivator for you? I would say 100%. And I had two motivators. First of all, my dad played for the Bruins, right? So again, like I talked about Bobby Carpenter. It was a target on my back yeah. every game. People want to take a run at Ken Hodge's son. Sure. And and so, okay, you have to learn how to figure that out. That's my little bit of the adversity that I went through when I was a kid. And then, okay, he, he he's now the best player on the team. Now we definitely have to run him <laughs> and get yeah. him off the ice. So, yeah. But it was good. But 
you learn and you become a better person or a better player out of it. Sure, you learned how to get those quick feet moving too. That's right. <laughs> you can dodge some of those hits. And I'll tell you right now, the best thing that happened to me, I went to Paul Vincent in Danvers when he had the when he had the small little twin rink, the small rinks, uh, the mini rink I call it, and going there at six o'clock in the morning going oh my god what am i doing here <laughs> but my skating improved yeah i was able to get to play at st john's if i if i went with about the process that i was going at the, at the time i probably would never play at st john's i definitely never would have played at bc because my skating was not very good and if, if it wasn't for that i would never play at those levels yeah yeah, and I, I think that's a good – so talking about the off-season coming up because mm-hmm. it's it's also a great time to recharge, take a break, but it's also a great time to improve on some weaknesses. Yep, and that's why we, we do this. I know the, the dynamic does it in the summertime. I do it in the summertime. A lot of other people do it in the summertime. I would definitely suggest to people to do something, whether Dick Handling or other, Timmy Lovell does a lot of stuff as well. Go someplace where you're comfortable and you're, 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 you're going to see some progression from your, your player and enjoy it. And, 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 and I would absolutely 100% recommend going someplace in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, as we said, the spring, great time to really yeah. take your, your biggest break probably from hockey. Yeah, and, and play some baseball. Or play some lacrosse or, or soccer or do something else. I mean, Run or just around. get away from the rink. Yeah. Go play outside. Right? I mean, that's just get away from it. for Even if it's for four months, three months, whatever, yeah. you'll recharge and you'll be wanting to go back to the rink. After a long hockey season, which, as we know, is, is really kind of one of the longest sports there is, as, yeah. as it is. So spring, great time just to shut it down. And yeah. so when it comes to the summer, great time to maybe work, find a great skills program, Work mm-hmm. on your weaknesses, yep. your game. Ken, what do we think about with a lot of tournament options these days? Almost too too many yep. choices. But some advice that I give our younger players, obviously it's not a bad thing. No one's saying not to play in any mm-hmm. tournaments. But I think it's great to have a cap yep. on the number that you're going to play in. And I guess the cap is different for everybody. I, I say two tournaments to summertime is more than enough, yep. way more than enough. I know some guys that did six, eight, ten tournaments in the summertime. I, when I was doing radio for Boston College, I used to talk to Greg Brown. And I said, Greg, how many of those summer tournaments did you go to? And he goes, zero. <laughs> and I said, well, okay. So can I use that line to when I talk to my parents? Absolutely, because I, I would go to zero tournaments in the summertime because I'm not all I'm going to see is you go up and down the ice doing moves that you don't do normally in the regular season. I want to see when the chips are down in a game that means something. I'm going to watch those hockey games. Right. right? I'm not going to go see them. I, I feel, I, I, my son was a, go, a goalie, and he did a couple summer tournaments. I just closed my eyes because it's, just, it's, a, it's a free-for-all. Right. No one's playing defense. No one's doing anything. They're just flying the zone and doing whatever they want to do. No one's going to go to those tournaments to watch that stuff. Almost in a way, a, a bit of a downside to overplaying in the summer, yep. right? Because it's the quality might start to go down. And would you also say maybe it's it's potential for some bad habits to set in with your game? How about injuries too? Right. right? I mean, you, you don't know if you're going to toe drag somebody and all of a sudden someone just hits you by accident and now you're injured in the season. Right. Or, or something happens where you can't come back as quickly as you, you, you thought you were going to. As you get older, it happens, right? I mean, and, and I just try to say, please, just stay, stay away from the, the multiple tournaments in the summertime. Do a couple, pick a couple, go to enjoy yourself. Do some three-on-three. 
Oh, yeah. You know, do some three-on-three. Yep. If you can get in some kind of three-on-three league, that's where you get a lot of the skill work. So much you, fun. Too. And it's fun, yeah. And you can play five or six games in a day. Right. <laughs> yeah. People are always looking for places to play. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I mean, can three-on-three, it's just so great, too, to promote creativity. You know, how we were talking about the Bruins are so fun to watch this yep. year. Like, it's just a creativity that's hard, I, f- I feel like, during the season to – work on necessarily right because you just have so you don't have time and, and you don't have time right you guys just don't have time as coaches i mean you, you see it you guys come tryouts in in, in in october right you start right away and you'll have two three weeks to get your team up and up and ready to go for the season it's hard i mean it's hard and i just think the three on three stuff is just so much fun and you can go and just do what you want to do and it's make some passes or move your feet get your feet going yeah and you know, you could play and, and have fun, yeah. right? And that's the thing with, with, with these tournaments. You don't have fun because your dad's in the car going, oh, geez, I wish you had done this, <laughs> right? And, oh, we lost the tournament because you turned the puck over. Okay, in the summertime, when do I care? Right. So I'm playing three on three. Hey, I'm having a great time. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And that summer just goes by so fast. Yes. It's sort of the precious weekends that you right. have. You can just kind of hang out and, and actually enjoy childhood and yeah. enjoy our yeah. summers a little bit. Well, I say go swimming. Right, go in the pool, go kick the ball around them. I, we were talking about this with my family the other day. We said, like, when's the last time I saw anyone play a kickball game in the street? It's not there anymore because right. everyone's doing other sport, doing sports constantly, and it's 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 sad. It's just it, I remember as a kid we used to play kick the can, you know, yeah. and everyone knew. Okay, at four o'clock we're going to start playing kick the can. Okay, great, and we're all there having fun as a kid, right? right? And it's right. just gone. Yeah, yeah, and there wasn't necessarily as much structure back then, but it always seemed like there was something fun to do right. outside. Right, right, and it, it was no structure. It's it just everyone knew. Okay, four o'clock, I'm going to go outside, and everyone's going to be out there. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, so definitely, hopefully put a cap on some of the events and such in the off season for sure. And I just want to go back and just probably finish with the point on adversity, because I think that that's a that's a big topic that we can sort of get into, because I think that is talk about change from years past to now. It's just it's something that I think has absolutely changed at the youth level. And I'm a big believer. I do think adversity is a great tool for athletes to get better and make mm-hmm. them stronger. And I think every great athlete has absolutely experienced it. And some of the best athletes say they've experienced more yep. of that than success. And I think, as to your point, with when people just sort of jump too much, there's obviously very valid reasons for wanting to change programs. But if, if for example, like you didn't make... I, when I was growing up, I didn't make the top team. I played boys mm-hmm. hockey. Mm-hmm. I didn't always make the AAA teams. Right. And I shouldn't have. But the year I, I didn't, I, I worked hard in the offseason. I came back and then I made it. And if I if I just kind of accepted and, and just went somewhere else, like I don't think I would have put the work in to get better. Well, that's exactly right. And so that was that the adversity that you faced. My son faced the same thing. He got cut and you know, okay, I'm going to get better. Right? And it, it happens. And I love the parents that talk about this. Okay, I'm going to go play on the, let's say, Islanders for the sake of argument. And he'll be the first line center. Well, wait a minute, there's only three guys that can play first line on right. that team, right? Right. And so there's a, some more adversity that you're going to face because if you go to a different team, you, chances are you're going to probably be in the third line. Right. And, well, you're on the first line at your other team. So are you gonna, do you want him face to face that adversity or do you want him to be kind of comfortable where he is? It's hard. And you know what? It's, it's, I wish there was a, an answer for the question, but I think we all as, 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 as parents and as, as athletes 
adversity is a big thing and, it, and it, it's, a, it, it's a motivator. Right. right. It motivates you to get better. And right. it happens in life. You, you're not going to always have the perfect job. You're not going to always have the perfect situations. You're not going to always have the perfect everything. What you do with that adversity makes you a, a, a better person. For sure. Yeah. And that's, that's hard, I think, sometimes for, for families because I think the first instinct is to just go somewhere else. Right. But I think it's, it's also a valid statement to say don't be afraid to, with a program or coach, try to ask for some very concrete feedback as well. That is the biggest question that I always ask. Have you ever asked a coach why you're not on the first line? Have you ever asked why, what you can do to get better? Oh, Oh no, I didn't, geez, I didn't know. I have the conversation. Right. Coach, what am I doing wrong? How can I get better? You got me on the fourth line. Well, can I, is there any way I can get myself onto the second line or the th- third line? How do I do, how do I get myself onto that situation? People don't ask those questions anymore. And it's almost like it's a coach's fault that right. he's on the fourth line. Well, no, no, no. It's your player's fault. What's your player not doing right? Right. Or has to have the player go and ask the coach. The parents get so involved, unfortunately, sometimes that they get themselves into situations where they go to talk to the coach instead of the other way around where the kids should go talk to the coach. And that's unfortunately we've gotten to that situation now in life. (laughs) It it sure has. And I think it's certainly by no question a certain age for kids. I mean, if you have a eight or 10 year old. Okay. Like the, yes, the parent should absolutely still be involved, but like you you get, you're getting to the high school years and it's those kids are young adults and none of us are doing any favors to them if we don't allow them to take responsibility themselves. Yeah. And I was doing some radio for at BC and I remember if it was on at BC, it was at somewhere else, but one of the parents came into the locker room and one of the parents the coach said to them you come in my locker room again the kid will never play here again <laughs> and and i i again it wasn't at pc but it was at somewhere else and then i saw the coach because i'm friendly with the coach and parent went back a couple weeks later and oh, the kid boy. never played again yeah at that school and but at, it gets to a point where it, now it becomes a player's responsibility yeah and when is that i i think it's at the high school level or even at the band sure. level right so I need to come up and talk to the coach and have, have the, the courage to stay up and say, ask the coach, hey, what am I doing wrong? Right, right. Yeah, what a shame on that story. Not Obviously not funny, but it's just, it's, it is unfortunate that yeah. because I, I think there's so many angles to look at. I mean, there's, there's so many great people that coach, but a lot of people don't want to get caught up with having to deal with nonsense, I guess, away from, from their team. Yeah. And that's, I think to me, like one of the perks of coaching an older team is, you can just be with the kids and just coach and not get, have to get caught up in other things. I don't know how you do it, but Bob Sweeney had the 24-hour rule. Go home. It's a good rule. Game's over at 1. You can call me tomorrow at 1 o'clock and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Because like, by then probably, you, okay, all right, I kind of calmed down a little bit and I kind of figured out, okay, maybe it was Johnny's fault. And then now, so that was, Bob's, that was Bob's rule. 24 hours, you can call me after that. We can talk after that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's that's a great rule. And I <laughs> think it's good to apply that to life, really. That, yeah, that exactly. Rule, 24 hours. Exactly. <laughs> Before you get too heated. But <laughs> no, and listen, I think that that's, that's also great advice. Like it's it's how unfortunate to have to remove a kid from a team because their their parent couldn't follow the rules. And I think it's it's great advice for parents that, especially when they get to the high school level, like you will absolutely never completely agree with everything that you're coach does on on your son or your your daughter's team but you better get used to that yeah i mean it happens in life right you don't you're not 100 percent agreed what your boss does every day and and okay what do you do you gotta you gotta go 
through it and work their way through it and, and, and face the adversity of getting through it and got to figure out how to get better at it. And it, it, it's unfortunate, but that's, again, it's kind of our society now that I need to get myself involved. No, no, you let your player get, get involved with the coach. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if they're with a great coach and great mentor they they want that that player to be better absolutely i mean if someone knocked on your door and said hey coach what can i do to get better you're probably gonna say hey that's taking initiative i want now i'm going to really talk to this player yeah but if they can't they're constantly knocking on the door okay hey, wait once in a while is okay but not right. every 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 two days for, for sure yeah <laughs> i spend hours sometimes after practice with with kids and right. that's my philosophy everyone's different but i i say you can always ask but you may not like what you hear exactly and it's it's up to you to take responsibility, like your your playing time is up to you. Right. It's not up to me. There's there's no coach on the planet that goes into games to try to lose them, right? And <laughs> you won't have a job. You won't get 200 wins either, would you? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's it's great. I think I think it's also it's just great. You're, you're prepping these young adults for the real world right. someday because there is things that are, are going to come up in your in your job that you're not going to be happy with at some point, and you're going to have to figure out how to get around that or or get the answers that you're looking for. Yeah. Push through, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Now, any any other sort of crazy questions or, or things that you that's come up with some of your families that you're there's, working with? There's, there's, there's too many funny questions <laughs> that the fifteen, the 2015s we'll asked me. We'll time. The seven-year-olds that ask questions. <laughs> but it's the, the, I get the all the time, and, and, and this is something I, I, I take in a, in a good way. Oh boy, you, you don't look as old as you as, as your hockey card. And like, well, <laughs> well, he's seventy nine, so I'm, I'm like, thank you. I mean, because uh, everyone confuses. We say Ken, sure. Ken Hodge, and they right. say, oh, okay, so the guy who played in the in the seventies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's it. Pretty much the funniest question that I always have to get is, oh, geez, you don't look at you look seventy nine. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's a little seven year old. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Picturing that happening, yeah, and I and, and uh, one of them brought a card and I, I don't know if it was a joke or not with the dad put him up to it or whatever but can you sign this card and it was, it was my dad of course yeah <laughs> i'm sure said, he loves it right? oh yeah yeah i said i yeah. would love to sign that but i don't think he, he'd like me to sign his card right right <laughs> well that's great well listen we uh, we can't thank you enough for taking the time and coming all the way here in studio and yep. talking hockey with us i really enjoyed it and i wish you the best of luck with your your, your stuff and tryouts and all that stuff and thank you for having me oh thank you yeah and i'm Right in the middle of it ourselves, so uh, this will be the final day, and we'll, we'll finally take a break, take that break in the spring like we're talking about. I know I can't wait for that. Yeah, but uh, get your golf game. I definitely will have to. We'll have to go hit the course sometime. Like I said, I need some tips. So. Yeah, me too. So it's okay. Yeah. Well, so definitely again, we'll definitely have you back on the show, and thank you for all the advice that you've given today. No, thank you for having me again, and I, I can ever do it for anybody, anyone. My my skills company, my website's on there. My name's on there. If anyone has any questions, I'm in a ask is anonymous i don't have a problem answering any questions awesome yeah and they're great skills too by the way i i see them all the time and the kids love them thank you yes yes thank you and that does it for this edition of Rinkwise. our podcast is produced by david yaz follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at any hockey journal and subscribe online at hockeyjournal.com i'm your host stephanie wood Rinkwise is a siemens media production